Hey there, everyone. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Charity Charge Show. Today, I am so, so happy. Look at that. So some of you are listening to this. Others of you are watching the video. We're actually doing something new as we continue to expand on the show here, the Charity Charge Show. I have a guest, Rob Lowe. This is, yes, the real Rob Lowe. Real Rob uh, Lowe here. That's right. He has been just someone who has been such an amazing supporter of Charity Charge, um, an advisor, a friend, really just kind of an everything all around person. You know, since we've started Charity Charge about three and a half years ago, there have been so many amazing people that have come into my life, that have come into our community. Rob, as you can tell, if you're watching along this video, some of his antics, he is such an unbelievable personality, um, such a heart for giving back. And that's why I'm really excited to share a little bit about his background and his story with everyone who's listening along or watching this video. Rob, uh, without further ado, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to see you again, Stephen. It's awesome to see you too. And this is, you know, again, you've taught me so much, uh, obviously the more important things about how to live, a um, a joyful life and one of uh, passion. Um, but also you've always taught me the technical side of things. So prior to this, Rob was coaching me up, um, because you've been, you've had run your podcast. How many episodes um, to date have you recorded with that? So <clears throat> we had a three year run of 325 episodes. And that's for the giving back podcast that Rob Lowe started and was the host of. So he's got quite a bit of experience and we really appreciate you um, sharing your tips to help, help us at Charity Charge get the most out of our podcast. Right on, man. Right on. You know, one of the things too, is I was just excited for this, you told me to scroll through and I, I fortunately found it pretty quickly, um, but I'm going to hold up to the, we'll put this maybe in the show notes as well, but I'm holding up to the camera. Um, this is a photo of the first purchase. Um, actually, this would... This is pre the first purchase, I believe, but this is when we met up um, when um, I was asked to speak along with Alexander at Dreamforce 2017 um, Salesforce Annual Conference. They asked us to, to speak about charity charge. At any rate, we got to get some good grub. You took me for um, some dim sum. Uh, dim sum. And we it went funk. And we, we also got some funk, man. I, I sprung a little funk on you. So it's oh, a little... Chinese soul food, you know. What was the one? Uh, it was pig intestine. You told me what it was after the fact. Yeah, that was great. You loved it. You were eating it up. And when <laughs> I told you, you kind of looked a little gray that you kept eating it anyway. So I got to give you, I got to give you kudos, man. It must be that Austin weather, you know? It, well, it's that, but it's also, you know, I think a lot, even as you just say that right now, honestly, about my father, you know, I think he was someone that taught me to be open-minded and also to respect other people and respect people's traditions and kind of, um, their way about life and culture and stuff. So, um, no, you know, you're opening up my mind and, and anyway, let's get back to, to, to this about you though. Thank you so much for being a guest here. You know, a, a few things that I wanted to share with our audience. Um, you know, you have such a big heart, no question about that, Rob. I'm curious from your perspective, when you think about the podcast, Giving Back Podcast, for people that haven't listened to it, I know you've done over, you know, 300 episodes as you just shared. Can you talk a little bit about the general um, framework for why you decided to come up with the podcast and a little bit about um, just what it's all about? And then we'll go into some of the more of the details. Sure. Um, so I was actually planning a different podcast. So we launched in 16 uh, July, uh, 4th of July, actually in 2016. 
And prior to that, I was thinking about doing a much more commercial type of podcast um, and was all ready, all ready to go. And I had something called, um, uh, it's not Guillaume Beret. That's much more definite. I do, just, you know what? I'm sorry. It escapes my mind. Basically, it's when your face gets uh, paralyzed. Mm. Half your face gets paralyzed. Yes. And so I was talking like this, which really wasn't my voice. And it's not how I wanted to be on the podcast. So I had a chance to reset a little bit. And in that time of uh, facial rehab, I just looked at it and I thought, this is really not going to be very interesting for the long term for me. Uh, it's, it's interesting for the folks who are on, which is cool, but it's not going to be interesting to me. And I'm, I'm probably going to be a pretty poor host. And so I thought a little bit about what I wanted to do, and I had been following and meeting people in the community, uh, my community and other places who were doing some really cool stuff for others. And I loved it. I just thought, wow, this is really cool. I'd like to meet some more of these people. And so I just decided to change and decided to go with something that was more important to me uh, personally from an inside point of view. And probably did a little bit more work than I was expecting. I was, I was a little bit more nervous than I thought about launching. And I didn't know who I was going to find. And I found lots of people. And it was great. It was really more uh, changing for me, I think, than anybody else. I, I was absolutely surrounded by people like yourself who are doing amazing things for others. And I am so deeply appreciative. And I had an opportunity to learn so much about uh, different lives than I lead, you know? And it's almost like travel, right? It's almost like travel. When you, when you see new things and you meet new people and you experience um, and explore, your, your whole world opens up even when you come back home, right? Because your mind is open, your heart is open. And, it was just really a wonderful, wonderful experience. So that's how I got started. I think it's, first of all, before you go any further, um, I want to take a moment to reflect on that because um, as we get further into this episode, you know, I'm going to ask you to share some of the anecdotal things you've learned and also some of the macro kind of big picture lessons after speaking with, you know, 300 plus you know, individuals that are running nonprofits, founded nonprofits, or leading, you know, social impact organizations. You've certainly been able to um, interview and learn a lot from, from so many people that are changing the world. So I think it's important that we share that. Um, but I will say to you, and I want to maybe put out an acknowledgement both to you and also everyone that's been listening to the podcast and all of our previous guests, because this year has been so amazing starting this, you know, finally, um, you know, I mean, I think even back when I was originally on your podcast, you know, you were ex expressing, you know, enthusiasm for us to start something like this at Charity Charge. And it has completely exceeded my quote expectations. But really what it's all about is it's just created such an amazing um, framework to be able to get to know people. And the byproduct is that, you know, I've been able to learn so much from executive directors and other leaders of nonprofits um, that constantly in the back of my mind as the entrepreneur kind of behind the scenes and ultimately the operator of church is exposing me to all the other ways for us to be able to, you know, give back and create new uh, products and services to benefit the nonprofit community. So I'm totally with you on what you're saying. And, uh, 
And I uh, just want to give a, a, a full uh, shout out and thank you to everyone. And it made me realize something that we'll do. This is such a great, especially with you, you'll be our last guest of the year. So we'll push this out um, by the end of the year. And I think it's such a warm, wonderful way to kind of cap off our first season, first year of the Charity Charge Show. Right on, man. Right on. That's cool. That's cool. I'm excited. And, and you're so... Um, you're so right, Stephen. One of the one of the biggest things that came across to me is over time, without this intention, thinking about how can I serve the people who are doing such amazing work, right? And like you, I mean, I I still remember, and I've shown somebody. Uh, actually, I've shown so many people your um, inaugural address at South by Southwest. Yes. Yes. I mean, I have, I've shown so many people that I said, watch this guy be fully present in this. Uh, it's like less than three minutes. I said, be fully present for this guy for three minutes. Watch him feel his energy, feel his joy. This guy's on a mission. I said, he is in service. I said, just watch this. And people are like, they watch it and they're like, yeah, man, I get it. I mean, you you had that and that idea of service, which, you know, I mean, you're much younger than me and you came at this and, and you're saying, Hey, we can do this. And we've had a lot of other business people also, you know, on board. And part of that for them is this idea of sustainability, right? That's, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead. I want, I, you know, and head out any questions, but you know, sustainability is really key and it's something that, is um, I don't I wouldn't say it gets lost in service. It's just that the idea of sustainability is also very important for service, right? It's like how do you keep it going? How can you work uh, with other people, other organizations, um, other you know governments, other social uh, ventures, whatever it might be, and most of all, people to make it sustainable so that you are constantly you are constantly running ahead instead of running behind and playing catch up right i mean one of the one of the biggest things and it's it's just so incredible when when i when i've talked to um you know nonprofit leaders and and people who are simply doing stuff right they you don't have to be a 501c3 um to be doing amazing things i mean that's that's for sure so one of the things is that you look at them and you say, okay, so what's, what's the burning, you know, what's the burning thing? And, and what's always on top of their mind is service, right? Like, how are we serving? Who are we serving? How do we do it better? How do we do it better? Then the next thing is, okay, so I need funding for this, right? And the funding is really not for them. The funding is to be in service. And then the third thing is, what's, what's the fire? You know, what's like the fire that's happening? And the fire, the priority of the fire is either something that's affecting their funding or more importantly, something that's, that's affecting them being in service and, and helping those. And so it all comes back to service, right? And so this idea of sustainability, how do you keep volunteers engaged, right? That's a big one. That's actually much, much bigger than, than um, and it's come up much more often than people um, would think about, right? How do you keep your volunteers engaged? Um, how do you keep your partners engaged? And it can be money, it can be like kind, whatever it might be. And then how do you keep 
the money flowing in that's really required, you know, to, 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 sure. to keep serving because things cost money. Um, that, that is, that's the big deal, right? That's, that's the big deal. How do you keep things uh, running and how do you stay on top of it so that it's actually coming in quite a bit? That's the other part. And that's the piece I think that from a, from an organizational view that most nonprofits could use some help on, right? That that's what they want. And that's, that's essentially building their capacity, right? So for totally. example, charity charge, I, I mean, I put going I, here. Yeah. It's the idea is this, if I want to build my capacity to serve, right? My ability to we serve. We did not plan this out, by the way, for anyone listening along. But Rob, you, you're so right. I mean, and I feel proud to share it because that's the whole point of this. Like this whole product, this whole mission, everything that we're doing is just to serve and help nonprofits. Right. So yeah. can you, so, so the idea in which I thought was so beautiful, it really is. So here's something where if I, and I do, um, I have a charity in mind. And when I use my charity charge, right? 1% goes to that charity. Great. Okay. So what's next? What's next is this. If I can describe as a, not even necessarily in the hierarchy, being the executive director or the chairman of the board, some, but simply as somebody who is engaged with my charity, and I can point to it and say, this is what I use. You, you know, when did you sign up? I don't say you know, do you know, I just say, when did you sign up? And they said, what are you talking about? And then I have the conversation and then I allow my purpose to just infuse that conversation because it's, it's good. And that's something that we share. And then now what happens when, because by the way, ladies and gentlemen, charity charge has a business, a business card, right? For business. So now the charity itself can use this just like they would use their credit cards, which they're already doing, and get 1% of what they're doing. And by the way, when you're working with a, um, with a corporate sponsor or a business sponsor, they can do the same thing. And so it's ultimately extremely sustainable. And you've got some great examples. I mean, I, I know that you've got, um, oh, there's one in particular, the 1%? One, uh, 1%? Sure, 1% for the planet. Oh my God. I mean, they're just, they're doing such an awesome job. The thing is that you don't have to be big like that for it to make a big difference. And I know that you've got, for example, you, I think, um, gosh, I think it was a, uh, I think it was either a, a synagogue or a church or maybe a mosque, right? That, that was using that. And they said, hey, you know, we, we would like this. This will help us to have the programs that are important to you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's exactly well, that what was, the point is. That was Rabbi Joel of Congregation B'nai Shira, you know, right on. John we were talking about, but I think that's part of the, the fun stuff. This is just kind of always an aside, but you know, this podcast is very much about the community. I mean, let's, let's face the people that are tuning in right now really are, you know, a part of what we're doing or will be a part of what we're doing. And we, we, we love them and welcome them in. Um, there's so many amazing people like yourself, Rabbi Joel or Kate Williams, the executive director, 1% for the planet. Um, the list just goes on and on of these, these people that are running organizations that you're talking about and just are our friends and family here at Charity Charge. It's wonderful. 
Yeah. And they see it. And, and the, the cool thing about it is when you change it from a pitch to for a, for a credit card, right. And you change it to a, you know, a simple conversation about how this fits with purpose and meaning in your life. It changes the dynamics altogether. Well, I want right? to stop you, thinking. Sure. Well, if you'll humor me, Rob, cause you know, part of this is just us kind of reconnecting. I'll give you an update that really totally as we round out this year changed, um, really has changed my life and changed my opinion and perspective on what we're doing at charity charge and carrying this forward. It, it just, it's a new way, you know, you started, um, talking about, um, you know, why people again, well, let's just go back. My initial enthusiasm and passion for starting charity charge, um, in that, in that first video. when when I shared the concept, you know, we were just an idea at that point. Um, and that was, uh, March of 2015 at South by Southwest 2015. I'll be forever grateful to, um, to IBM and uh, also the team at Verb that, that put on that, that whole program that kind of gave us a spotlight. But at any rate, um, you talk a lot about the passion. What I found um, is that I'm continuing to find more and more passion and fire and enthusiasm for what we're doing. And it's really coming out of being so direct and hands-on with, with the nonprofits. Um, you know, f- for anyone listening, and this is something that I'm trying to scale the unscalable, so to speak, but basically anyone at the top of our website, we've got a, you know, have questions called charity charge. I've got a great, awesome and growing team, um, handling a lot of different functions here to move the ship forward. But those calls go right to me and I answer, hi, it's Steven from charity charge. How can I help you? You know, maybe I should say, how can I be of service? But it's being so close to those. And so people running those. So I want to share a story though. Anyway, I'm going to get to the point, Rob, this <laughs> fired me up. So a few, few weeks ago, we welcomed now one of, one of our newest clients, a gentleman named Joseph, who's the executive director of BVA, which is the blind veterans association. They're based in DC. They do national work, helping veterans who served our country, but who were blinded in combat. And so he, uh, he was uh, sent over by another mutual group that we work with, which is amazing when one group shares it to another. Um, they told him about, you know, our program and our no personal guarantee and our no fee. And this guy was floored. So he reached out. Anyway, I got a message from Abby, who's, who's wonderful and helps onboard new nonprofits and, and be hands-on with them with the program. So she sent me a message. She said, hey, I just got off the phone with Joseph. He just applied. He's from BVA. He seems really excited about our program. Um, you, I think you should give him a call and just introduce yourself. So pick up the phone, call Joseph. I'm talking to him and, um, um, he's explaining to me, you know, what they, which I just shared, what, what they do at BVA. And, and I said, well, this is Joseph. This is great. And, and how did you get involved? And, uh, he shared with me that he was serving our country in Iraq. Um, a bomb, uh, blew up. Um, he became blinded in one eye and partially blind, completely blind in one eye and partially blind in another eye. Um, came back, um, after, you know, I'm sure it was months, years of recovery, um, got involved initially as just a volunteer of the blind veterans association. And then the executive director position opened and he assumed it. And, you know, earlier on the call, so we had a nice call and we exchanged, you know, pleasantries and all that stuff. And, you know, I was so excited to, to, uh, to kind of welcome him to, to start working with us. And, and then I got this thought, as soon as we ended the call, I was just reflecting on it. Here was a guy who had gone to national banks, had wanted to get a business credit card for BVA, um, and they all turned him down because they wanted him 
to, per, you know, Joseph to personally guarantee the card, which would affect his personal credit score, would go against, you know, just the basic fundamentals of operating a nonprofit, which is not to commingle personal and business. Um, and I could go on and on, but, you know, the more and more that I navigate this, I realize the niche that we're doing is just figuring out a way to serve nonprofits, but really we're the advocate and we understand that. And so, so many nonprofits reach out to us for those reasons, but it made me almost appalled that like, here was a gentleman, Joseph, who had been uh, blinded in combat, serving our country, then came back, is now running a nonprofit, you know, selflessly devoting uh, his career to serving others who had been in his situation, uh, veterans wounded in combat, and no other bank would give him a card without a personal guarantee, yeah. you know? And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it made me realize and get re-inspired, which is our, I don't want to call it our updated mission because I think we've always had it, but I think as a social entrepreneur or a leader of a nonprofit, you're constantly uncovering what you're doing, what's really the fire inside. It made me really realize that this is not at all about credit cards. It's not at all about you know, financial services or any of that stuff. Our mission here is to improve the financial stability of nonprofits and reduce risk and personal liability for their employees. That's what we're all about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I dedicate this podcast to Joseph as well because it's conversations like that that help make me learn more and more about um, ways to serve nonprofits and where just the traditional industry just don't understand them. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm passionate and excited that we, we together and with your help can be of service to these people that are running organizations. Yeah, that's that's really important, and I think I think that's a reflection of you and and Abby and your team that to be so wide open to what you can learn, right, as you're growing, and how you can better serve. I mean, the fact that you were able that you had that in place right before, or maybe you understood it was a a problem. And so that was a piece of how you created um, the business card uh, uh, offering, mm -hmm. and to under and to uncover how much more of an issue it was than you first realized. Right? I mean, that's an important learning, and you and and you have to be open to that. You have to be ready to receive that type of a lesson and be ready to take action on it. Which I mean, clearly you are, and this you know that it's a pain point and that's another way that being of service that you uncover that and you can offer that right that benefits you as well and that's the whole point right that's mm -hmm. the whole point you want to have something that's a, you know, a good product a good service right in order to sell it in order to get it out there <clears throat> because it's important for a business, because you are a charity charge is a business, that you as a business are healthy, that you thrive, that you prosper, right? Because one of the things that was um, that just really bothered me over time as well that I learned is this idea of like, oh, you know, because you're doing good, you know, you don't have to, you know, you should get paid less. And it's like, man, that's just such bullshit. It's just such bullshit. Like the things that I want for me is are the same things that people who are in nonprofits or or in social work, whatever, want for themselves. And I want that for them too. I mean, I mean, it's really pretty simple, right? That you wanna 
you know, you want to be able to live in a decent neighborhood, right? You want to have a home in a decent neighborhood. Um, you know, you want your kids to go to, you know, good schools. You want to be able to send them afterwards to good schools or good vocational training or, you know, something of that nature, right? Because you want them to have a good future. You want to be able to save for retirement. Okay. Um, and you want to be able to take, you know, a couple of trips with the family, you know, every year. And it doesn't, I'm not saying that you got to go to like the Bermuda and, you know, take a, you know, month long cruise and, you know, go to Tahiti or I don't know, whatever else. I mean, you're talking about taking time for yourself to rest, to recuperate, to put things aside and to focus on family and yourself and, and that. That's, that's like it, man. There, there, ain't, there ain't much more than that. I'm going to tell you right now. And that's, you know, that's the whole point of, of being in a healthy situation in terms of your organization where you can provide that. Um, for yourself and for your employees. And that's, that's, and I'm hearing really you on that, by the way, because I want to acknowledge that's been my um, biggest struggle this whole journey of the past, you know, three and a half plus years with charity charges, constantly in a mindset of um, trying to make the cash flow, trying to make the budget work, you know, constantly trying to grow. But um, it's been very, very difficult to do it. And I've been fortunate to have, um, you know, support in different ways. Um, but um, more and more as we go into um, 2020, you know, I've been able to involve the right mentors and people that have helped me better understand um, the pure mechanics of budgeting and cash flow and finances. Um, we've got a guy, you know, helping us out a bunch now, my uh, Doug Dyer, who's here in Austin, who's been huge help. So shout out to him. Um, we may be having some connection issues. I don't know, but, um, but I'm glad that you share that because I actually really need to hear that. And partly I'm going off on a rant here to acknowledge it. Um, I have seen, and, and, you know, as you know, uh, Grant Trahant who helps us out here, who runs cause artists, he initially put us in touch. He and I have seen a smattering, I mean, more often than not. And obviously there's a high failure rate of new ventures, whether they be nonprofits or businesses or social impact companies that fail. And boy, if I only knew what I knew now about budgeting and cash flow and finances and forecasting three and a half years ago, the impact that we'd be making, but also how much just further along in every area we'd be. So please, to anyone that's listening, it's not too late. Um, if you're X number of years into your business and struggling with it, or you're a nonprofit, or you're just starting one, I, I encourage everyone to get with people that understand finances. Yeah, that, that, that's a great call. And that, and that goes across the spectrum and, and it crosses business, you know, social enterprise. Um, it crosses into nonprofits and, you know, honestly into government and, and, you know, uh, faith-based organizations and schools. It honestly does, you know, because that's the piece of like, it's, it's all great to have, um, you know, a cause at heart and to put your heart into it. It's really important. I get it. Absolutely. And having the right um, systems in place, at least knowing what you're doing when you're starting and being open to like, hey, how do we need to change? How do we adjust is so important for you to keep doing the good work, right? And to move it forward into, 
even better and greater work and to offer it to more people and a bigger depth, right? That's really key. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stephen, you really hit it on the head. And, and, and honestly, the other piece is this, have the humility to embrace learning and growing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the other piece. And including this, oftentimes people get started. What I've seen is oftentimes people will get started and they'll do something that they have a full heart into. And they'll move in that direction and they will stretch themselves and they will stretch themselves and they will stretch themselves and they're doing amazing work and they're learning and they're taking that all in. Then there will be another piece that's outside of being in service to others and it's actually in service to themselves or in service to the organization and they, they freeze. They freeze because it's a new comfort zone that they're getting out of. Mm. And then what I say is keep going with that same spirit that got you in there, you crazy mofos in the first place, right? Keep going with that same spirit. It's exactly the same, right? They were stretching, keep stretching, right? Because outside of your comfort zone is where the magic happens, guaranteed. And we've seen it over and over again. And some folks who started with me, um, started with me, I make it sound like, oh, like I started... Some folks who I had um, had on the show, who were guests on the show, and they were talking about it, they moved along like in just such rapid fashion, and they just grew mm. like crazy. And it was not, um, it was not easy. It was it was hard. It was hard for them personally, and they grew. And that's how they got there was because they were like, okay, I I'm really gonna need to do this. I'm gonna create a video, for example that will highlight people who, are, who we serve. And we're gonna put that out there with their permission, of course, we will put that out there. And the thing about it was, it was exactly the piece of knowing where your money goes. People knew that, they saw it, they could feel it. They said, oh, I get it. Okay, so there's a real face and a real story. Okay, and they said, Rob, I had no idea this would happen. It's like, right, mm. I mean, put yourself in a donor's shoes who, doesn't, who has something to offer, in this case, financial support, and how are they going to see what difference it makes? How are they going to see the impact that their petition, uh, excuse me, their participation has on others, which is exactly what they want? We'll show them that it's making a difference. Duh, right? Duh, from a business perspective. But as a nonprofit, you're just in there trenching. You know, you're in the trench doing it, right? So, um, I think that's another piece of building capacity is, is the idea of like, you can't just work more hours, right? You can't mm-hmm. just work more hours to create capacity. That's actually not creating capacity. Okay. Getting people engaged. Um, wow. You know, I was thinking a little bit, I was thinking I a little bit know, before this. Cause you just gave me a great something that we need to be doing here at charity charge. That What's I that? What's that? Well, you know, where look, I mean, everything that you're saying very much, we're getting better and better, but I think it's obviously, it's hard to be perfect, right? So I think any organization is caught up in minutia, the practicality of the day-to-day and what you're advocating for obviously is getting to a higher level, having perspective of the people that you're serving of or the people that could be supporting you. Um, What do they quote want out of it or need to see out of it to be more engaged Um, And how can you communicate that more effectively? So I hear you fully. And part of what 
I'm passionate about and love because it's just the truth about charity charge is the win-win nature. And effectively, look, for every new consumer, you know, individual using the card or business or nonprofit using the card, that allows us to grow and have the wherewithal and operational budget to keep growing to serve other groups. So I just even thought in a basic sense, like we should be driving back to our nonprofit clients, a progress report on a whatever basis, say a monthly basis to let them know the other new nonprofits that are now a part of it that are joining them. Um, Because had it not been for those earlier nonprofits becoming a part of this, we wouldn't be able to serve now these new groups. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just Mm -hmm. a very Mm -hmm. virtuous a virtuous cycle. cycle. It's a yes. virtuous cycle. You got it, baby. That is exactly the case. So imagine, so for example, imagine, um, so, you know, just, just riffing here on this because this is actually, this is really important. Okay. And so you're in, um, uh, um, I wouldn't say bootstrap mode, but I'll, let's just call it bootstrap mode. Right. Cause you're young, you're growing. There's, you know, the, th- th- you know, you're a few years in, you've got some people coming on, you're making progress, but you're still, it's not like you have an unlimited budget. How's that? Okay. So like, imagine if you took, we don't have a, I joke, we don't have a budget to sponsor the Super Bowl, And then you look at it now, I say this with full respect cause I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, but capital one, she's now promoting capital one saver consumer credit card. So it's like, oh my God, there's so much noise created out there in the credit card industry. And we're just out here trying to say, you know, helping people give back and help nonprofits. So I'm with you. Like we don't have the budget to hire Taylor Swift. We don't have the budget for a Super Bowl. If she would like to, you know, be a spokesperson for us, we'd love to have you Taylor, but, uh, but I'm with you. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So, okay. So this is something that, that charity charge can sponsor. Charity charge can sponsor lunch and learns. Okay. And lunch and learns in the nonprofit world. Okay. In the nonprofit world, lunch and learns are where you have people over or to a space, actually preferably to a client space. And you're really simply sharing. There's no pitches. There's no like, come ons. There's, you don't ask for funding, nothing like that. You get together and sometimes, and you just, you don't even sponsor in terms of providing food. You might provide like water and drinks, right? Something simple, go to Costco, get a case, go to your local Piggly Wiggly. I love Piggly Wiggly. I've never been in a Piggly Wiggly, but I love just saying that. Go to your local Piggly Wiggly, go get a case of, you know, just some drinks, some dye drink, water, whatever. And you brown bag it. Everybody comes with a brown bag and you sit and you just talk about it. And you have different leaders, right? Who lead the conversation and you have people and it's specifically just talking about what it has to offer. And you have people who invite others just to have the conversation. So you, you can sponsor my, that. Are you in my inbox? I am in your inbox. Yes, my friend. Well, just yesterday, we've had, you know, actually in February, we'll, we'll be attending one of these. Um, there's a group here in Austin, Rob. You're, you're so dialed into what we're doing and, and, and how this thing can grow. Um, we'll, there's an organization in Austin called One Voice. So I want to give a recognition to them. Um, One Voice Central Texas, and there's a gentleman, Joe Ianello, who's um, on their leadership board. And basically, One Voice is a nonprofit for nonprofits, essentially. It's a group of about 100 executive directors in Austin that share best practices and, um, you know, share stories and tips and tricks and all that stuff for operating their separate nonprofits, but these 100 executive directors come together. 
One Voice um, shared what we were doing to their, to their nonprofits. And we've had a lot of those groups sign up, been able to serve a ton of those groups. And Joe just invited us to a lunch and learn that they're hosting in February where we're awesome. You know, presenting in a more uh, you know in person formal fashion. So. Oh, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Let's yeah, I'll be there. here, Rob. Yeah, dude, I'm be. I'll be there. I'll, dude. Me and Joe are like this, dude. We're oh, dude. I'm well, coming. He was just. He was recently on the on the uh, on the podcast as well, and you know, he's uh, he's another guy who's you know coming to my life and in our world um, this year, but learned a ton about from him. I mean, really, he's a guy who's, you know, retired now, had spent multiple decades in a um, CIO, chief information officer role um, at various companies and also in um, uh, for the city of Austin as well. Uh, and just learned a ton and got his, you know, kind of unique perspective. So I'd be remiss if I didn't thank him as well. Um, yeah. We need to make well, this episode just a char- like a charity charge end of year. Uh, <laughs> Bankathon of of all the wonderful people. You're you, you're doing it, and the reason that you can do it, why why the names of the people as well as the names of the organizations roll off your tongue so easily, Stephen, is because you live it. Because it's really important to you. That's the key, man. Is like you're they're, you're they're coming to mind because they're all top of mind, and it's because you really live live it. You're you're passionate about this. It's important to you. And you understand what a difference it can make. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that you can share as well. You know, we talk about having a, um, uh, shooting videos, right? Uh, mm-hmm. nonprofits shooting videos with, uh, I guess in some ways they're testimonials, but it's really just storytelling. It's sharing, Hey, what difference did it make in my life? I mean, green chair, green chair, uh, in, in North Carolina did an incredible job. My goodness. They provide, uh, not the, not the shelter, Although they have partners who help with that, they provide um, the insides and they just got, God dang, they got mm. incredible furnishings, all kinds of stuff. And so families will come in there and after they get the housing, they set it up because it's very, very expensive, right? I mean, putting all that together, you know, with uh, couches mm. and beds and all that. Anyway, they, they um, have this a video that, talk, that allows the people who are receiving, they just come on, they just talk. They just talk about their experience and with green chair and really amazing. I mean, and it's just, it's very heartfelt. It's very real. It's very authentic. And it's simply sharing what's going on. So, you know, the same thing is true for, uh, uh, Rab- Rabbi Joel, you said yes, yes. Rabbi Joel and for, um, 1% for the world and for many other organizations. Right. And they just say, Hey, you know, this is what we got out of it. This is great. It might be that they even earmark. You're going to, you can even say, Hey, you know, how would you earmark this? And they can tell you exactly. And people can see that and say, Oh, I get it. Cause sometimes, you know, what's very obvious to me and you mm-hmm. is not obvious to other people because you know, you, you don't, you never, you know, you never want to compare your start to somebody else's middle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't never. And, and also, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, assume that everybody else is on the same page in the middle with you, right? Yes. So it's oftentimes it's that, you know, coming back to the, the simple, coming back to the start because everybody starts somewhere. And, you know, that's, that's where it's really, really powerful to keep driving, driving home. You, oh my goodness. Some of the best examples you ever see the uh, St. Jude's hospital. Sure. Man. Sure. Whoo. They had, you know, I've seen them and I've seen a bunch of, we had uh, St. Jude's a representative from St. Jude's um, on the show. It was great. 
And so I've, I've seen a lot of these. I saw one yesterday. I was, um, it was a commercial that came up and I looked at it and it just freaking gripped me. It mm. was awesome. And it was very real. They're very real stories. And you should see the impact, the difference that St. Jude's makes, you know, and it's wonderful. So there's lots of things. I mean, for example, I'll bet you might not be able to get Taylor Swift as the um, voice, but you might be able to get Rob Lowe, for example. <laughs> we have the real Rob Lowe. Yeah, we already got him. him. So, I mean, but there's, there's just so many things that are doable and that take very little time and or money. And that's the key. Um, so, for example, I, I, I want to tell you a little bit about the volunteers because this is actually really, really important. And, uh, you know, if you're asking me for like areas that I've really learned. So right now, <clears throat> businesses are uncovering the power of using the workplace environment as a, um, I guess, like as, a, as, as, a, as an arena or an, an area to help employees kind of develop or explore um, things that are of personal meaning for them. Right. So a lot of the CSR, right, corporate social responsibility, a lot of that gets tied into, hey, you know, what's important to you? How, you know, let let work be a way a place where you can express what's important to your church or your school, or it could be a specific charity or work that's being done, you know, whether it's corporate matching, like, you know, you put in a hundred bucks, we give you a hundred bucks, or it can be, you know, you put in time and we'll credit this amount, or it can be, you know, get involved and put all kinds of things. Right. And it's very, very meaningful. It's actually quite powerful. And it's, it's been proven in, you know, turnover is left when it's real. Now, when it's just whitewashing, or greenwashing, what they call greenwashing or whitewashing, it's just bullshit. And people see through it and they're like, ah, you're just, you know, you're just doing it for the PR and the tax write-off. When it's meaningful, and that can be from like a, a neighborhood bakery, right? It doesn't have to be huge. It can be really simple and small or small. I, I don't ever want to call um, businesses small. I would call them neighborhood or I would call them local businesses. Mm. I would never say it's small because no business, Stephen, is ever small to that owner and the people who work there. Never, ever call them small. They are not small. They're neighborhood, they're local, um, but, but it's important. And that's how, those, that's how people who work there and who own it, and you know, that's how they make their living. So it ain't small to them. Anyway, so. I'm taking that in. I'm gonna pull away a lot of stuff. That's profound. I've never heard someone say that to me. Yeah, I, I hate that it. That is I, unbelievable the way yeah. that you interpret that. And yes, yeah, I, and it, I feel it. Yeah, as we've been a quote, small business. You're not a small business. Consumed. Not for you, yeah. not for Alex, not for, uh, you know, and, and by the way, for, for the charities that work with you and the businesses that support them that use charity charge, mm -hmm. okay, you are not small. You're, you're important for them. This is a way for them to express what's important to them personally, what has purpose and meaning in their lives. So how can you be small? Like, really, how can you be small? I, I, um, 
Listen, man, I went. I need more Rob in my life in 2020. Dude, Dude everybody so awesome. does needs more Rob until they have too much. Then they're like, get the hell out of my life. The, I went. I went to this place. To this uh, place. It's the Avenue Grill in Lodi, and I've been going there. My brother and I have been going there for about a year and a half since um, August of last year, right? August of 18. And uh, you want a story? I'm going to share a personal story. Is that okay? Yes, All please. Right. So I'll make it short. It's, it's. So my brother and I had not seen each other literally for over two decades. Okay, there was just things that happened. It thank it wasn't me and him. There's other things were happening. Doesn't that that's not the story. The story is this: we got together. Um, and by the way, this was um, through uh, uh, a guest who got us together, which was very cool. Wow. So they put us together and and. These folks at the Avenue Grill, which is 20 employees total, um, so it's small and it's local. They don't have like multiple, it's not a McDonald's or a Subway's or a Quiznos, you know, or a, 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 a Olive Garden or something like that, right? It's with one, okay? Those people, those people, those people were so warm and welcoming to me. And we got to know more of them. So like Des and Stacy and Andrea and Christy and Nicole and Parker and, you know, and Carmen and Arturo and, and Thomas and Leo. And I mean, they're like, you. they, like every week we would come in and we'd meet, you know, somebody new and we'd have a conversation and they were always kind and always welcoming. And, and, not just because we were there putting in money, okay? It really wasn't that. They're, that's who they are. And they are a family. Um, so it's the end of the year, and it's our last time being there. And uh, we, we uh, my brother and I, we just, like, they make our lives brighter. Awesome. And they helped, right? Because, I mean, when you don't see somebody for freaking two decades that's a lot of you know a lot of stuff was going on in the meantime right that's a lot of living that you're catching up on and it was so comfortable there and they made us feel so welcome and went out of their way not knowing our story they were just two 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 schmoes coming in right they went out of their way all the time like they do for everybody to make us feel welcome and it really greased the skids so to speak for us to re-engage and to reconnect, um, you know, that's, that's not small. That that's, is that's like local, that that's local. That's family, man. That's a neighborhood freaking place. That's like my place. And, and that's, you know, Lodi for me is an hour and a half away. Uh, that's my place, man. You know, they're my people. That's big. And they did that. They didn't even know what an impact they were having on me and my brother. They make our lives brighter, okay? So there is no small. There, there really isn't. There is no small. Um, it's just incredible what a difference they've made in our lives, okay? And like I said, they're 20 or, I don't know, 20, 22 people, employees, whatever. And it's just so big. It's just so big. Um, anyway. I, no, I love it. I think it's, it's really warming that you share that, you know, and I think other people that hopefully are listening to this, I mean, let's face it, look, the bulk of, of, uh, nonprofits and businesses out there are local, our neighborhood, right? I mean, it's just from a pure numbers game. So the bulk of people that have founded those organizations or companies or are employees of those organizations or companies, 
really appreciate and resonate with what you're sharing. And um, your story also is helping further reinforce no matter how big we grow, which obviously is our ambition here at Charity Charge to serve more and more uh, individuals and nonprofits, a commitment to maintain that personality and that local kind of neighborhood feel. Um, and that's what it's all about. And that's what, that's what we're always going to continue to do. And, um, you know, you being a part of this from, you know, initially meeting an introduction from Grant, who's been um, unbelievable part of the Charity Charge team, to uh, having me on your podcast, to uh, becoming a card holder, to spreading the word to so many nonprofits for us. Um, you're just an unbelievable person. And I'm really happy to um, have this relationship with you. It's really deeply meaningful. And uh, I can't wait to see you again when we get you in Austin. That's right, baby. Uh, March South by Southwest, baby. I'm flying in. Yeah, that's right. My yeah. arms will be tired, but I'll be ready to party. I love it. Flap them, flap them uh, long and loud and strong. Uh, but we can't wait. We're going to do a big South by Southwest party again for Charity Charge. And we're really going to uh, do it bigger and better this year. So it'll be awesome to have you in here. And, you know, I want to, um, I want to round out this podcast, this particular episode. I think we can, I'd love to have you on again um, as a regular. Um, would be a fun thing to do in 2020. Um, but really want to wish you, Rob, and, and certainly everyone that's been a part of the Charity Charge community this year for 2019, um, the happiest of holidays. We, we love you dearly. Yeah, man. Same right back at you, brother. Um, it's been a remarkably blessed uh, year for me. And it's just so, you know, it's because of people like you um, that that it, that's what makes it really, really and truly. I mean, you're you guys are doing a wonderful, wonderful job with all the right pieces and people, and most importantly, the right attitude and the right frame of mind, the right frame of heart. Um, and you're just, I, I love to hear your growth and I love to hear the things that you're learning and to see that and to see the difference that you're making. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. It's, it, I mean, it's really, truly incredible that you, when you went up there, and most people don't know this, I'm just going to share it out there. When you went up there on that South by Southwest, it wasn't a card. It was just some little plastic mock-up thing, right? Plasticprinters.com. And the, and the thing is that that idea and what it could mean, people understood it. They got that. And, and where you are now, I mean, who would have thought it, man? And you, you, you guys are on the path for some wicked freaking, you know, just freaking growth like crazy. And the thing is, that it's because you're coming at it from the right spot. You're, um, you have integrity in the mission and the purpose. People feel that it's simply a matter of time because the need is out there and people are like, yeah, I mean, I can do this. You know, I could do, yeah, I could really need this. And you're feeling that. And it's just, it's awesome, man. So thank you for everything you and, and the charity charge crew are doing. Um, thank you for being a part of my life. It's, it, it, you know, uh, it, it makes a big difference. And, and that's one of the benefits of doing something that you, um, simply want to do instead of doing it for money, like the giving back podcast is get to meet people who, uh, make a difference in, uh, you know, make a difference in my life. So thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy new year. Happy Ramadan. I don't know what else is happening around this time of year. Actually, I think Ramadan's just, gone, but, uh, done, but you know, it's so beautiful what you just said. Thank you, Rob, for that. And thank you to everyone.
we'll round it out, but we should end on that because that was such a warm and loving thing you just said, Rob. Thank you. To 2020, we're out.